Welcome to the Adelaide Connected podcast. I am Peter St. Clair and I'm here with Jared Walsh and we interviewed a couple today. We did, Peter, and uh, it was a little bit surprising because they had to share a microphone because I'm not that up with technology, but our very first couple, we are breaking new ground. So uh, Chris Ball and Andrea Conn came in and they are, um, they're like a, a mix of a boomerang arrow and then they are working from home doing amazing things. Chris in a startup, Andrea with Amazon, and it's that's amazing. Like they're they're forward with technology and doing things that I can only dream of doing. Andrea has had a really interesting career history. Um, from law, she's worked in Seattle, she's worked all over the world, as has Chris, and they met each other in Sydney and decided that Adelaide was the place that they want to live and work in, yet still be global. I like as well, and you'll hear Andrea talk about her upbringing on a farm, that South Australia reminds her of that, which I think is a beautiful thing about Adelaide. You know, I grew up in in Tasmania and moving to South Australia, it felt like that. So it it didn't feel like that I was coming from the big smoke um, to South Australia. It just felt like I was, you know, just getting a few more buildings around where I was living. And they're adventurous, they're fit, they're fun, they wine, they dine, they, they are really experiencing Adelaide. They even term it Australia's best kept secret. I love that. Let's get into it. It is another episode of the Adelaide Connected podcast with Chris Paul and Andrea Conn. Hi, Andrea. Hi, Chris. How are you today? Hi, we're good. Happy to be here. Great. How are you? I'm excellent. And Jared, how are we? I'm very good. We're sharing a microphone today. We are an honest podcast and um, technology is a great thing. So thank you so much for sharing the microphone. And I think this is something that, you know what, it was almost three years ago to the day where COVID came to Australia, we wouldn't have been able to do what we're doing now. No sharing of microphones, no sharing anything, not even sitting in a room together. So um, this is great. And Peter, I found during our podcast, we're finding that COVID was a fantastic time to bring people to South Australia who haven't necessarily lived here before or have decided to come back, where prior to doing this podcast, I thought, oh, COVID was a really bad thing. Yes, it was, but it's also created a a lot of opportunity in South Australia. It has. It was an opportunity for people to come to South Australia who had already decided to move here based on their visa requirements or it was a time of their life where they wanted to live and work in South Australia, but then also a time for people who have... Um, recently had moved to South Australia and didn't really have any contacts or networks. So it was a really interesting isolating time, but everyone knows South Australia was actually pretty fortunate and lucky, so we were able to keep kicking on and, and working. We just had to do it under different restrictions. But that brings us here to you two lovely people who did move back, not because of COVID, but because you chose South Australia to live and work in just recently. Can you tell us your story, Andrea and Chris? So firstly, we should say, Chris, you're a boomerang. Correct. I'm a boomerang. An international boomerang. An international interstate boomerang. Yes. And Andrea, you have not lived in South Australia before. I have not. No, no. I came here for this guy. Not really. Actually, <laughs> we, we chose this place together after tripping around Yeah, pretty much everywhere, to be honest. I loved that you guys have actually travelled all over the world. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your career history and and where you have been prior to leading into your um, time here in South Australia? Yeah. um, So I grew up in country New South Wales. Um, My family have a cattle farm there. And I ended up in corporate law through a series of happy accidents, I guess. I thought it sort of always thought that I'd be in the country. Mm. Um, But so I started working out in M&A in Brisbane, actually. 
um, and I moved in-house from being in private practice to Virgin. Um, and then Amazon found me and sort of convinced me to go over to Seattle. So I was in Seattle from 2016 to 2020, 2021. Um, yeah, so it's been, it's been really interesting. Uh, and then I came back to Australia actually during COVID um, to visit family and I didn't want to go back. It was just the lifestyle in Australia is so superior um, so I loved my time over there and I loved all the career opportunities. I was able to transition back with Amazon and stay with family and that's where I met this guy actually. Hi, I'm this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so where, where do you come into the story? What's your, what's your background? My background? Well, let me start by sharing a, uh, an obscure fact. I was, was during university, still, in, uh, still living in SA, uh, doing a commerce, international business degree, blah, blah, blah. Didn't know what I wanted to do, something businessy. Figured sales skills would be really important. So I, you know those ads you see, uh, like no skills required, unlimited commissions, those sorts of ones that (laughs) quite often are scams. But, you know, I was like really needing some money and needing some sales skills. So I thought, let's pull the trigger. Let's see what what this is all about. It was Foxtel direct door-to-door sales. Right. Are you selling boxes, like set-top boxes? Correct. Okay. 24-month subscriptions to Foxtel, knocking on people's doors at dinner time. Uh, They go from, I'm just about to eat my dinner to I've just signed a 24-month contract to to pay TV. So it's it's a pretty tough sell. It's a pretty tough sell. Foxtel was maybe a little bit more popular back in the early 2000s than what it is now. I had a great strategy with Foxtel as well when I had it. Um, No offence to Foxtel, but I used to call up every time and threatened to leave because I was unhappy with the service and they're like yeah cool so do you want a discount like yep so I did that so many times and then like the stress when they're like let us put through to the cancellation department I'm like okay okay then cancellations would go nah you're good and then it got to a point where they're like yeah cool cancel I'm like oh but but what about the so I cancelled so I regret it and I'm sorry (laughs) so sorry continue (laughs) that's a fact though I'm I'm genuinely sorry to Lachlan and Rupert Murdoch yeah I'm sure they'll get over it (laughs) swimming in their hundred dollar bills right now exactly um yeah, so it, it was a tough gig. I, I just remember the first week didn't make a single sale. It's a hundred percent commission, and there was sort of this moment of truth. Like I, I remember sitting in a bus shelter in Elizabeth, just going, "What the heck am I doing with my life here?" But there was a whole ton of lessons learned from the experience, like just persistence and continuing on. I made a couple of sales the next week. Was number one in SA the th- by the third week, and then number one in Australia for oh, wow. all the time I was doing it. So I was a pretty good door to door salesman. Um, <laughs> didn't want to just sort of stop there. Uh, ended up after graduating from university, um, like a lot of uh, maybe boomerangs that you've had on your podcast. Yep. Um, just kind of get to that. Uh, that point in your life where you're like, okay, where's the biggest opportunity? I just want to go there. And at that point, it was Sydney. Ended up in Sydney working in commercial real estate for a few years. Heart wasn't 100% in that. It's like you're just moving stuff around, right? Um, And it just wasn't like really kind of soulful and and I didn't feel like I was really connecting to my purpose. And at that point, I I got into the the tech startup world and, and started my own thing back in 2009. Um, I've had a number of startups that I've worked on, as in my own, and in, um, as in early stage venture for, for other folks. Um, worked at a, a, a large accelerator in, uh, in, in, in Sydney, kind of led partnerships for them. So set up and established partnerships with corporates and 
um, you know, big organisations from Google and LinkedIn to Stockland and Rio Tinto doing these corporate-backed accelerator programs, bringing together corporates um, and uh, and startups to do awesome stuff together. Um, so did that through uh, Australia and overseas as well, a fair bit out of uh, out of Silicon Valley. So. Yeah, that's kind of my story, um, my my professional journey to yeah. this point. So why are you here in Adelaide then? Why am I here? Yeah. Oh, that's a long story, isn't it? <laughs> well, you made the choice to leave, so, yeah. and you uh, you follow what I see, and I've, I've spent a bit of time in the, the media, in that industry, you follow the, the natural path of, um, and it's always been a an issue of mine for South Australia is that the, the mentality of um, you need to be successful in another city which isn't South Australia. When potentially I look at it now and go, it's great to get out of South Australia because you learn a lot about yourself as a person and then makes it probably you can come back with the learnings that you've taken. It doesn't necessarily reflect success because that's how you measure it. So why are you back here and what allowed you to make the decision to be back here? It's, I think it's a mixture of factors. Firstly... I'm surprised to some extent that I am back here at this point. I think in um, in if, if you'd told me a few years ago that I'd be moving back here, I would have been surprised by that. Um, but the the thing that we learned together um, as we, we're actually really intentional about this because we both work in technology, we had the the, the luxury of being able to work from anywhere. And we did from everywhere. <laughs> we, we did. We worked out of Airbnbs for two years together, traveling all around Australia. Um, so we've been to every state in Australia together, um, having spent you know considerable time in each of the states. Um, we had a short list of different places we wanted to check out that like combine lifestyle with interesting opportunities. We want to do more businesses and things together. So thinking about how all that stuff fits together and the lifestyle that we want to build, because we've lived in a lot of different cities. Um, you know, overseas and in Australia. Um, And South Australia was the one that really ticked all the boxes for us. Like, we live in the Adelaide Hills now. We're 30 minutes from the city. We can go and have date night at fantastic restaurants. Um, We're 20 minutes to the beach. Um, We just spent time at Fringe and WOMAD on the weekend. Um, Best wine regions in Australia. I'm a bit of a wine snob, so... (laughs) Same. I'm I'm really enjoying that aspect of South Australia. And I think for me too, um, my country roots with sort of the city lifestyle that I've had for a really long time, I've been able to meld those two. So I think when I started spending more time here with Chris, I hadn't spent a lot of time in South Australia previously. Um, I just kept saying to him, it's farming to the ocean. You know, you'd have these golden hills and there'd be sheep on the Karakalinga countryside, like on the hillside, and you'd be running along the beach feeling like you're in the Mediterranean. It just, for me, has sort of felt like Australia's best-kept secret. So it ticks a lot of boxes for you. Yeah, it really does. I'm a, I'm a bit probably South Australia's number one fan at this point. And we're very, very happy with that. (laughs) So tell us a little bit more about your role at Amazon, Andrea. It sounds fascinating. Yeah, so um, Amazon's a pretty fantastic company to work at. I've been there for about seven years now, approaching seven years, uh, which is a long time in Amazon land. Um, Like I said, I originally started um, sort of in the corporate law world um, and I've had a series of roles um, in legal at the company from working in the video legal team, Kindle, books, um, a lot of different things. And I've been um, lucky to be able to work on, you know, a lot of really big deals through, through my career 
And my business clients have been trying to convince me to come over to the business side for quite a long time. And so in moving back to Australia, I had the opportunity to transition out of just like my primary responsibility in legal and move over to start trying some different things on the business side. So at the moment, I'm working on some really interesting strategic projects um, that combine like a lot of my passions around new business development, um, sort of deals. Um, yeah, it's a really interesting place to be. And, and I think we've been really lucky um, with COVID in that there has been this move to remote work. And um, it's been a really great opportunity for Chris and I to be able to sort of set up the lifestyle that we want, but still have those really interesting career opportunities. One of the things I think uh, that Amazon's so successful when it comes to from a, like a consumer point of view is that um, the convenience and the kind of instant gratification, if you are if you're shopping via Amazon, I think the sometimes we see um, big corporations or businesses as a bad thing, but it actually puts pressure on other competitors around it to do better, better. and yeah. to actually like do their best. And I think sometimes that is a, a nice little um, reflection of South Australia too, that, that we are always striving to do better and looking around us and going, what can we do better? That's only going to be good for consumers and people that come to visit the state. Totally agree with you, Jared. Yeah, that's exactly right. Very obsessed about customers, which um, from our time, we've only been here since November. Um, and so it, it seems like the focus very much here is on bringing in new people, the, the customers in this case being, um, you know, the locals in South Australia and sort of bringing new people to the region. So um, like I said, I really do think it's Australia's best kept secret. Um, so, you know, the more people that come and check it out, the more people will see that they can really set up the life that they want here mm. without making those big trade-offs that you'd have to make sort of in some of the other regions that we've considered, like, you know, the Byron hinterland, much further to a big airport, um, much further to a sort of a centre of gravity with a, you know, population mass. Um, so, yeah, it ticks a lot of boxes. What are, what are both of your day-to-day kind of look like here in South Australia from a professional point of view? So if you look at your schedule for the week, what, are, what do you both focus on and how does it structured? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so we both work at home, uh, <laughs> which is fantastic because we can structure our day around. Like often I'll get up and I'll nail out a bunch of work and then go for a run during the middle of the day. We're in Clarendon, so you can go to the Onkaparinga National Park and do a run during the day or I go down to the reservoir and do a run around mm. um, a run around the reservoir there. Um, I think um, Chris – well, I, I think I should probably let you talk about your work. <laughs> um, but we try and set up our offices away from each other because we both project a lot on calls and we're on a lot of calls. Um, so it's really important for us that we <laughs> separate a little bit at work to, <laughs> to get things done and I don't pester Chris all day with – um, my questions. Working from home is both a blessing and a curse. When you're used to being in an office environment, mm. you do want people to play with you a little bit, a little bit more often than Chris is potentially prepared to. Yeah, I think you know it's um, uh, you know I always talk about like good routines and bad routines, and uh, there are you know you don't want to feel like a robot in life, like you don't want to sort of start to just kind of like become mechanical. But there are also like good routines that kind of like just help you like click into gear and and like get into a a positive process, if you like. So for me, um, I always like to start the day meditating. Um, I have a cold shower, you know, some of these sort of things that just kind of like get me into a, a good space and 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 kick my day off and and kick things off, cascading in in a positive fashion. Um, 
we have the luxury where we live, as, as Andrea alluded to, where you can, you can get out into nature really easily. And, and that's an important part for, for me personally and for Andrea as well to break up our days, um, just to be able to go for a walk, um, uh, get amongst the trees, get amongst the birds and, and nature is, is a beautiful thing. Um, like typically I'm working pretty early. I have a lot of uh, customers that I'm working with in America. So um, it's good right now because they're not on daylight saving and we are. So it's like a two hour better scenario. It's about to get two hours worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a mixed bag. That, that there's no real average day, but there's uh, so, some nice uh, routines that personally I, I, I like to to adhere to. So COVID with working from home caused a few things from my observations here in South Australia. I think it brought out the best and worst in people. I think it really, it showcased the people that are committed to being efficient in their own time and the other ones who just logged in and went and did whatever they wanted to do. Do you have any structures set up at home in South Australia to make sure that you are, as, as you said, you have a routine you follow in the morning? Will you both get dressed for work? Will you will you sync your kind of lunch break so you can still spend time together? Like Because you're both doing it, which... As you said, the routine can be good and bad. You could fall into a trap where you're like, you know what, I'm just getting... There's some TV journalists that go and do an interview and they're wearing a shirt top half and they're wearing shorts bottom half. And I, I think of that mentality. I'm like, how do you approach working from home where that's that's now the norm around the world and especially here in Adelaide? Yeah, you pretty much described Andrea when she's got an important meeting. The lipstick's on, really nice shirt, and and maybe like some some of my track pants and <laughs> big uh, big woolly socks on. You know, apologise for that. <laughs> I was going to say, are we allowed to divulge this information? Yeah, it's okay. fine. we're getting to know one another. It's fine. It's fine. We're amongst friends. Yeah, so the routines <laughs> are really important though for productivity. I'd say it's almost like a like a think of the good routines as like a skeleton. Everything falls apart without those good routines. Yeah. And then uh, you're, you're you're kind of adding whatever feels right um, on a day to day basis to the to the skeleton. Whether that's going for a walk, whether it's you know coming for a drive into into the city and working from a cafe for an afternoon. You know you mix things up a little bit to keep it fresh. And yeah, I think that's right. And also, we do have one important routine that you haven't mentioned. That it's your ridiculous omelets. Chris does make us a big brunch every day, and sort of if I'm not on a call, we'll sit outside and have that together or otherwise we eat on the go I think Mm. that's the one other good thing about COVID at least at Amazon the calls are are much more casual than they used to be so people's kids are running in and out of the background Chris is bringing me in food it's actually a running joke in my team Um, the fancy omelettes everyone wants a Chris in their lives Um, so I think it it has been really good like that and you know if I've if I've had a run during the middle of the day and someone pops a meeting into my calendar at the last minute and I'm all sweaty from a run I'll take the call it's fine like people sort of come to expect that Um, so I've loved that casual aspect as well so you've talked a lot about your your day to day routine whilst you're in work mode, um, and I love it. By the way, I think COVID's also helped um, us become a little bit more uh, relaxed in terms like what you just said. People can still run around in the background. My kids used to jump into to meetings and stuff as well, which is good. Yeah. That never used to be the norm. No. Um, so, what does a weekend look like for you? What do you guys like to do? I happened to bump into you both on the weekend at WOMAD, which was amazing, um, but. You know, there's obviously a lot of festivals and everything happening at the moment. But what what does an ideal weekend look like for you both? Well, we're big adventurers. Um, So as you've probably gathered, we travel a lot. um, And there's a lot of things in the state that I haven't seen. So we always try and make sure we're doing something new. Um, 
we've done great weekend trips. We did a long weekend to the Flinders. Um, earlier this year, we went to York Peninsula. So we love to camp. Um, we have gravel bikes, so we could go for a gravel bike ride. We love to hike. Um, that's actually one of the things that I loved about living in the Pacific Northwest is all the hiking. And Chris and I have done a lot of hiking together in Tassie and sort of wherever we go, we try and find hikes. And there's some beautiful ones around here. Um, we frequently go and check out new wineries. Um, so we're always trying to, to find um, new places. We go we go out and eat a lot. What am I missing, Chris? I think that's pretty good, yeah. We've found some really nice uh, Adelaide cafes. You know, love a good uh, – who doesn't love a good, like, weekend? Absolutely. Cafe, Spot. lunch, yeah. brunch. It's the best. There's some, there's some crackers. The Adelaide Hills has some really good ones around Sterling. There's some really nice ones. Um, yeah. Pretty frequently too, so yep. we love it down there. It's really beautiful. Karakaling is a beautiful spot, mm. and weekenders. We've had some good weekenders down at um, like Victor area. That where was it called? The Inman Valley sort of area. Yeah, there's some really cool accommodation popping up. Mm. Um, you know, uh, people who have land and have some some beautiful parts to their blocks and putting villas on them and that sort of thing. Yeah. We found like a, a an absolute beauty in the Inman Valley, which just looked out sort of like through the valley all the way to toward Victor Harbour. I think that's one of the beautiful things, you know, having grown up here, I lived my first 23, 24 years in Adelaide. You come back at this stage in life um, and you kind of look at everything a little bit differently. You're doing things very differently to what you were doing when you're in your early 20s. Yeah. Um, and, and sort of seeing different perspectives and, and seeing some really positive change as well um, over the, the 15 years since I, since I last lived here, which is, which is great to see. The, the positive change is what I wanted to kind of wrap up on because I feel that the, the Adelaide of 10 years ago, um, if we were doing this interview now 10 years ago, you wouldn't be probably in this room. You wouldn't be speaking about the opportunity to live here and to represent a global brand and to be able to do that. But what I'm finding is that more and more people have the opportunity to for their work, and if you can do it remotely, we have some of the, the smartest minds in the world here in South Australia that are representing some brands that are you know global. So would you agree with that, that the Adelaide has changed so rapidly amongst the world where we can now compete with the best of them um, and have such incredible employment opportunities for these amazing brands? Yeah, 100%. And, and I think, you know, from a uh, sort of suit somewhat of an outsider over the last 15 years looking from afar and still obviously, uh, you know, I've always said I'm from Adelaide, but I'm living in wherever I'm living. Um, uh, so I've, I've, rem- I've, I've maintained a really strong connection to this place. And I, I would say for the first five five to ten years um it was kind of that place that you would always come back to and that the running joke would be oh good old adelaide nothing changes and, yeah but that that's shifted i think over the last sort of five to ten years as you alluded to um there's been a real shift and i, I think it's almost like if you, if you imagine a city as a as an individual person in a way it's kind of just owned itself a bit more adelaide it used to sort of have almost a bit of a inferiority complex vis-a-vis Melbourne and Sydney and kind of, um, you know, almost a lack of confidence in a sense. Um, and I feel like it's just owning its its uniqueness in a way that it wasn't previously. And there is a real positive energy um, that, that I can certainly feel um, permeating through here. Um, I was attending the, the South Star Innovation Festival last week and, you know, seeing a lot of people that I know from the East Coast come over here and, and you know, awesome people doing amazing things, changing the world. Um, coming over here and seeing 
their like through their eyes how they see this place and and the conversations that were being had it's it's really cool to see South Start did a brilliant job last week. Their innovation festival, where they had investors, startups, scale ups, founders, connectors all together. It was a it was a brilliant festival. I'm so glad you went, Chris. And I totally agree. There were so many people from all over Australia and the world who came over um, to be part of this festival. And there's so much more we can do in that startup space. I personally think that that's going to be a really big growth area for South Australia. That's where I see. Um, some of the really big industries growing is in the startup space. What do you think? Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Good. Couldn't agree Excellent. more. Excellent. We should end on that note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. Thank you so much for being here today. We've really enjoyed having you both on there. And the first couple that we've ever had on a podcast, Jared. That's exactly right. Uh, we're the odd couple. Um, Peter and I and you guys are the happy couple, which is great. So. <laughs> well, we're honoured to be the first and I'm sure we won't be the last. Well, you never know. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me.